you know, the catchphrase of Redwood is by helping each other be successful with Redwood, we make the Redwood project successful. And I think seeing how everyone comes together to help each other has just been amazing. We recently actually had a meetup of the core team in person for the first time. It was just so fascinating to me to see such a diverse group of people, I mean, from all different backgrounds, all over the world, come together with this one common goal of building Redwood and making it the best it can be. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss modern web development with maintainers, founders, and developers. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, the leading investor and developer-first startups. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter, at Jamstack Radio. Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we've got Amanda Gianelli. Welcome. How you doing? Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, we we crossed paths. Uh, no, it would have been like September. Oh, man, it was. Yeah. Okay, it's been a while. Yeah, and I joined the, um, I don't what you would call it, like the, the Redwood... Redwood Talks. Redwood Talks. <laughs> that's, what, that's like the working name. Very cool. Well, before we jump into like Redwood, um, let's actually just introduce who you are and what you do. All right. Well, my name is Amanda Gianelli. Professionally, uh, I was originally a .NET dev. So I've been in software professionally for over 10 years. I was in the .NET world for most of that 10 years. And then um, I last year switched jobs to work at Auth0 slash Okta and start as a JavaScript dev. Oh, so first time in JavaScript, but you have experience prior? I, Redwood was my experience starting in January 2021. Oh, really? So very limited, but yes, newer to JavaScript. Okay, so... I'm curious, before we jump in, we have had Redwood, uh, we had Anthony Campolo come on and talk about Redwood and what it was trying to accomplish back in 2020. Uh, now Redwood's cross 1.0. Folks are leveraging it for their businesses, their startups, there's a vibrant community, Discord. Like so much has changed since then. But like, do you want to give us a quick pitch of like what Redwood is and what it's trying to accomplish? Sure. So Redwood.js is a framework that allows you to build apps very quickly. It gives you all the tools you need from design to test to make your app secure. It gives you all the tools you need to get up and running so you can go from proof of concept to production pretty much without rewriting your app. So Red, I think Redwood's an excellent tool for both startups. We have a lot of startups. That's our kind of our focus right now. But I also think it's an excellent tool for learners, people wanting to learn web development, all the current tools um, in the space. Cool. Actually, yeah, I've I've had the opportunity actually shortly after my conversation originally with Anthony, we actually built together, we live streamed building a, a new project in Redwood. And it became the sort of infrastructure. Uh, so to explore, we were building an admin page for open source. And the admin page was to add and remove re- repository data mm-hmm. and like repositories to track within our, our database, which was powered by Superbase. And that was so much fun that we ended up building an entire project around that, which was hotopensauce.pizza. Not currently on Redwood. Uh, we ended up going with like just a, a pure React and Vite experience. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story, it was Astro. We went back to React. And we've just, it's like sort of like our, our company side project at the moment. So we might rebuild it again in the future, but <laughs> TBD. Nice. Oh, well, if there's one thing Redwood is good at, it's building out like those admin interfaces, right, with like yeah. scaffolding and stuff. So if you want to test your data layer, you can test it without a lot of work. Yeah, and that's what I loved about it too as well, because like the the sort of like the opinions that come that it ships out of the box to be able to say, okay, I just want I want a user, I want a uh, a object called a repo. Like you can scaffold all the interactions, and it sort of connects to Prisma, connects to your database URL, and everything like that. And you have an app that you can stand up. So like, if you want to create a blog, like you can do it pretty quickly. Like, You have user, post, comments. 
you're good to go. And that style of application building is actually how I learned how to write the code, which was uh, Ruby on Rails. So, ah. so I know Tom was originally uh, involved early. Ruby on Rails community built up GitHub, and that that pattern is what I was. That's how I learned how to code through my bootcamp. Uh, so, okay. out of curiosity, like, how did you get involved in Redwood? So, in December, I mentioned that I'm a mom. I think I told you that before. I was coming back from my maternity leave, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally start like getting into open source, which by the way, spoiler alert, trying to do new things when you have a baby is the worst <laughs> thing you can do. But I tried and here I am. Um, so I wound up joining the Daily Dev. Oh, nice. They did a monthly, their, their very first monthly dev meetup in January 2021. David was the first speaker to talk about Redwood. And I just, it was only in V.23. Like that's how early it still was for Redwood. And I just remember listening to David talk about this uh, what was it called at the time? Full stack for the jam stack was the um, catchphrase back then. Yeah. And um, <laughs> back then, it's like a year and a half ago, or almost two years ago at this point. But time time moves very differently these days. So fast. But I just remember being like, wow, as someone again, like I said, .NET developer, hadn't really worked with JavaScript, but I knew I wanted to try that and open source. I saw Redwood. I tried the tutorial, and I said, for once, this all makes sense to me as like a backend .NET developer, like the JavaScript stuff that was so like hard for me to kind of wrap my head around became so much easier once I had Redwood to kind of tie the pieces together for me so I can learn as I built rather than trying to... Because yeah. you know what it's like when you're building an app with something new, you run into all those things with just getting it bootstrapped and just like working with Webpack and all that stuff. For me, I would give up. I gave up every time I tried. I was like, I'm done. I'm not gonna do this. And then I found Redwood and that's really what got me started. And then of course, I did the tutorial. I was like, this is amazing. I started talking about it on Twitter and David reached out and said, Hey, come join our contributors meetup. Oh, nice. I was like, okay, sure. I'll come join. And then I met the team. I wound up starting out just again, helping with checking on things. I remember I did my first PR was fixing the docs. You know, I I found a typo in the docs when I was going through the tutorial. So like the smallest PR can be a big contribution. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I appreciate folks like David, who's just like, he's a super nice guy. I had an opportunity to, to chat with him in a hallway track of a conference recently, uh, Reactathon. And yeah, he just, he is really just into like growing community and like sustainability, which is why I, I appeared at the, the Redwood talks. Right. Because uh, I was talking about what I was working on, uh, like getting insights into open source projects. And like, it's, it's fascinating that. There's like all these interesting origin stories of like how folks get involved in open source or how they learn the next thing. Like I didn't know your C sharp background. Uh, we only met briefly uh, previously, but like that's an interesting part of your journey. And like now you got into JavaScript, found Redwood as like a nice sort of on the rails way to to build applications, and then you find yourself now meeting with the core team uh, and the contributor team pretty consistently. So what does that look like? Uh, being involved with Redwood. As far as like the community and, and contribution side, right. Um, the biggest selling point I think of Redwood is its community. I know we recently actually had a meetup of the core team in person for the first time. You know, since yeah. the project pretty much started. I saw the uh, saw the pictures. It was in the in the Redwoods. <laughs> yes, we went to visit the one of our team building exercises to visit the Redwoods, and it was just so fascinating to me to see such a diverse group of people. I mean, from all different backgrounds all over the world come together with this one common goal of building Redwood and making it the best it can be. And the perspectives, it was just so fascinating because you see people online, you talk to them. Like you said, you didn't know I was a C-sharp developer because we've only spoken in such a small 
realm. Yeah. But um, like meeting all these people, everyone in person, we looked at each other and said, wow, like one, you have legs. And two, we're all so different, but we're all connected and we all have that common goal. And I think that's such an important thing. And why, you know, the catchphrase of Redwood is, I'm sure you've heard it, by helping each other be successful with Redwood, we make the Redwood project successful. And I think that's been the key thing throughout this whole, since I joined, just watching that growth and seeing how everyone comes together to help each other has just been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, it truly has been amazing. And I, I, I've i been sort of through proxy through Anthony because Anthony is part of my community as well and the open source community. Uh, so he's always like championing Redwood for our decisions and what we're shipping next. Uh, we didn't get a chance to participate in the hackathon early this year, but like we were also talking through ideas of what we could scaffold pretty quickly uh, during a hackathon. And that is on, that, that is the beauty of like, this is like a perfect hackathon framework. It's a, a perfect sort of init CLI to, to start with uh, like your new startup, like whatever it is, like it's definitely worth checking out. And um, just like curious, like now that it's post 1.0, like are you seeing a more adoption uh, with companies and projects choosing Redwood? Like do they also interact with the community as well? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I would say startup founders, people have been building their startups in Redwood since the very early phases. In fact, some of the core team members now became involved because they were building something and they were asking questions of the community. Because again, one of the key things of our community is come ask us, we're here to help. So I would say our startups are actually critical in getting to be one because they showed us like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to do. So we were able to kind of build and find ways that work best for people. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. And obviously, it was a leaded question because Peter Pistorius uh, of Snaplet's been on this podcast as well, as well as Everfun, Everfun, and, and Chris Burns. Um, he's also been on the podcast, so I knew the answer. But just wanted to, to <laughs> shout out that like a lot of those projects and some of the newer projects that are up and coming, they're especially like a, quite a few of the Jamstack Innovation Fund projects. They're leveraging Redwood in production, building like the next generation of, of applications. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so I, I've, I've got to ask too as well. Like, uh, it was funny because like we, we started the conversation for the Redwood talks where uh, I think Peter was talking to David about contributions and how Peter had surpassed David in contributions or vice versa. Uh, and it was like a bit of like a sort of like a push and pull, uh, fun little jab at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, I was just curious, like as you see, because like Peter's rolled off of contributing full time and or consistently to Redwood. And curious, like, how do you see the community being managed? And how do you, because it's doing a good job of like bringing people in the fold. So, like, is everyone getting the same experience you got where it's like, hey, David reached out to me one day and now I'm part of the, the contributor squad? <laughs> I would say that's fairly true. I know a lot of us on the core team, we all have the same story that David reached out to me on Twitter and said, hey, come hang out. Or, you know, there's also been plenty of cases where people, they're just in the forums, they had a question about something they were working on and they came back with, hey, I wanna try to do this thing. And then they end up communicating with the core team. The core team says, hey, we have this person in the forum that's been really, like, they're really engaged. They have all these great ideas. And then, you know, that's when it's like, hey, do you want to contribute? Do you want to come join us? So, Yeah, so I'm curious, um, how do you balance working with Redwood, the day job, and a new mom? Uh, Ask me that when I figure it out. Okay. (laughs) Um, I will say it's difficult, you know, especially at the phase. I'm, you know, it was easier when I first started contributing because when they're little, they sleep a lot. Yeah. But then they hit about like nine months, and then they're really they start becoming more active. And then now it's just I am in terrible twoville. So that's been I haven't been able to contribute as much as I would like. Yeah. 
But at least being able to interact with the community and just being part of the community to me feels like, you know, I, I still feel fulfilled being able to just interact with all these people. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious. We go back to your origin story. I yeah. we we got that she were doing C sharp before, but like, how did you get into tech? Did you like get traditional CS background uh, and then learn the stack, get a job, etc.? Sort of. I was originally going to school for teaching, and then I was, but I was going for like general education, which most people at that age do. And I wound up saying, you know what? I think I want to specialize. So I decided to go for math. And one of the prerequisites for math was computer science 101. And my first day in that class, I was taught C sharp. Okay. And I saw Hello World and I went, I can do this for a living. Because I'd always liked computers, but it was always more of like a hobby thing rather than I can do this as a job. Like this could be my job. So I wound up switching my major to computer science. So technically, I have a traditional computer science background. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I, I did not get a general or sort of traditional computer science background, but I did do the tinkering, did the MySpace pages, oh, did yeah. like the copy and paste jQuery to make random sites and hang out on Tumblr. And I never saw myself as a computer scientist or like that being an opportunity for me because I, I figured you'd, you'd have to move to California and go to one of those schools or... You know, whatever you, you read on the internet is places to learn computer science. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to my state school, learned finance, and uh, didn't do anything with finance. Well, there you now go. I'm, I'm working in tech. <laughs> so, For what it's worth, I did do the traditional and I was like, oh, I'll go get my master's because that's what my teachers told me to do because they're computer science teachers. And I remember I was in my first semester and I was working at my first job. And one of the tech leads, the senior engineers on my team, I found out he had a Bachelor of Arts in. I believe it was script writing from the University of California. And he was one of the top developers on my team. And I looked at my notebooks and I went, I'm not finishing this master's degree because it's a waste of my time. Yeah. Because I didn't want to teach computer science. I wanted to build and I wanted to actually develop things. Yeah. And I remember my teacher saying, are you sure you want to go to the city and work? I'm like, yes. I want to actually code things, not teach people. Like... Theory, you know, I actually want to be in there. Yeah. So, did you did you start with startups or did you get a job? C sharp, I assume Microsoft or something similar. Yeah, I wound up getting in a contract job out of college at uh, CBS Interactive Music Group. It was okay. so. It was. Um, do you remember Last FM and like scrabbling? Yes. That's the team I was on for a couple months. Excellent. And then I wound up switching to a company called Metadata Solutions that was also a .NET shop. So I kind of went. Where the .NET, I was also working with recruiters. They were like, oh, we have these .NET positions. I'm like, okay. So that's kind of, I just kind of went where my skills were at that time. But then I got stuck there. <laughs> okay. And then one day, just like, you know what, C Sharp is great, but JavaScript seems like something I should learn. So because I guess I was from that world where when I started in development, JavaScript wasn't what it is now, right? It was, yeah. that was what you use to make alerts forms pop up and text scroll across your screen. So a lot of the people that I worked with always had this very this disdain for JavaScript. Yeah. So I kind of came from a world of people hating on JavaScript all the time. So I always kind of had this, I don't want to work with JavaScript. But I knew it was something that I should work with because I'd seen, you know, we were trying to use Angular at my last company and we were using all these different things. So I was like, oh let me try, let me give it a shot. And that's when I found Redwood. And I was like, oh, this is going to make it easier for me to get into this. And then I just happened to... I was ready to do something different. Um, To be honest, I was getting burnt out at my previous job. 
I had been there for too long. You know, I came back from maternity leave all excited. And then I was like, ah, the fire's out again. So I just started looking around and Auth Zero happened to be a partner with Redwood. I happened to notice that. So when I was looking for jobs, I was like, oh, I know that name. Like, I remember that from, from setting up Redwood. And I wound up applying and here I am. So, and it was one of the, probably one of the greatest career decisions I've made, I'd have to say. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, like taking a step back, this is like fascinating. Like you, you got the traditional background, you learn C-sharp, got the jobs. But like for you to pivot into something that you have, I guess, more excitement into coming out of your experience with Fredwood, that's actually pretty fascinating. I think a lot of folks like sitting and listening to this right now or uh, maybe trying to break into tech and they're just listening to a bunch of podcasts. Like I'd love for folks to take away from that like, you don't have to be like a whiz, like you're a whiz, like you you, you know a lot of cool stuff. Um, just making assumptions, but thank you. Like you could also join a community and sort of learn the ropes and like like approach a redwood that makes some opinions for you, and get most of the way there and get some exposure into other concepts, other companies, and etc. So. I don't know. I'm just I'm bullish on Redwood. I know there's like a current. Um, I don't know how much you're you're into tech Twitter right now, but Next.js announced their Next 13, and folks were a little curious about are there any other frameworks that don't have a sort of VC backing? And Redwood actually came up in that thread multiple times, and it was nice to see Redwood get some like shine some light on it because it is a really good choice, and I think that's what most people are looking for. Is mm-hmm. everyone? learns JavaScript, learns how to build on the web, but sometimes you just want to build stuff fast. Yeah. And I think what some other frameworks give you is you can build stuff fast, and what Redwood gives you is you can build stuff fast. And if that's what you want to do is just build a project, I, I honestly, I'm adamant, like, try it out. It's, it's definitely worth trying because it's a little bit of a magical experience. It really is. And obviously, we're constantly putting in improvements. I think even with our recent V3, we added in the ability to almost do your site like it's a static site, you know, with our cell pre-rendering and stuff. So like we're we're always making improvements. I think currently we're at B 3.3 as of this recording. Oh wow. So yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard, Tom threw major versions out the window. We're now doing epochs. Oh, okay. Yes. Interesting. I didn't hear that. Yes. But yeah, I'll have to catch up on the blog post. <laughs> well that's one thing I'll say. Our upgrade notes are always fantastic too. So like I remember back in the day when I started like like going from version to version. Because, you know, in the beginning, it's very fast. Yeah. Before V1, you're always, you're constantly iterating. And I just remember being amazed at how easily I was able to upgrade. Yeah. Anytime I had a problem, it was user error because I skipped a step, ran the wrong command, you know. Amazing. <laughs> okay, but, cool. So if folks wanted to get started, either using Redwood or joining the community, uh, where, what are places folks can look out for? Plenty of easy links for you. Redwoodjs.com slash community. That'll take you straight to our forums. Again, we love for people to join us there, ask questions, introduce yourself. We have a Discord. You could do the tutorial, redwoodjs.com slash tutorial. It's one of my favorite. I've done the tutorial so many times just because I find it so much fun just to do. There are stickers, redwoodjs.com slash stickers. I got plenty of redwoodjs.com links with plenty of fun stuff. Excellent. Well, I mean, everyone check out redwoodjs.com and you'll you'll eventually find your way to whatever you're looking for. So exactly. Amanda, appreciate you coming on, sharing the updates and what how you got involved in Redwood. I think it's a, a pretty fascinating story and hope other fo- folks can follow suit uh, and join that community and keep it growing. Um, but I wanted to transition us to picks, uh, so just jam picks, things that we're jamming on. Uh, could be music, food, could be tech related, uh, not required, but it could be tech related. And if you don't mind, I'll go first. Um, I have one pick. It's, it's a pick I 
binged very recently. Uh, I was a little behind the eight ball on this one, um, which is Midnight Mass. It's a Netflix show. Mm. Have you seen it before? Yes, that was an excellent show. Yeah, it's honestly, uh, so my wife watched it. She binged it without me. And it was like one of those situations where she, like before bed, which I surprising that she watched this before bed because it gets kind of scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she binged it. I just recently binged it on a quick trip to All Things Open, uh, which is open source conference. Check out my keynote. Uh, maybe that's my pick. Check out the keynote for All Things Open. I got to speak on open source. But binge the show, which is, I won't give away too much of the show, but it's essentially there is a island. I don't even know where, the, it's off the coast of somewhere. But there's an island uh, where people live, very small island, and there is a priest that comes back home and stuff happens. And it's all a mystery. Have no idea what's happening, and you think that things are not happening, but they are happening. Uh, and it's kind of like it's it is it is mind boggling to be quite honest. Uh, it's like a mini series, so there's only seven episodes. It's called Midnight Mass. Yeah, that's definitely one of those shows that like you can only say so much. But it was definitely, I was definitely surprised about some of the stuff that happened in it. I was like, okay. That's what's going on. All right. But I definitely would recommend that as well. So I'm not going to steal your pick from you. I do have my own, but that's definitely a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say that if, if anybody's watched Friday Night Lights, which is a show I binged um, years ago, like when, on Netflix, actually, Matt Saracen, which is like one of the quarterbacks for the football team, uh, he plays one of the main characters. It's like a different role I've never seen him be in before. So it's actually really good. And, um, Everyone else, I'm not sure if they're famous. I don't know if I've seen them before, but definitely worth checking out. Uh, it is a bit of a intrigue and scary show. So if you're not into like uh, jump scares, uh, probably skip this one. But if you if you are, definitely check it out. Excellent. You got a pick for us, Amanda? Um, okay, I, I'll have two. I have one for music because I'm a big music person, and one for watching. I'll start with the watch. It's nothing new, but I've been binging rewatching with my husband lately because he's never seen it. Parks and Rec. If you haven't watched that yet. I think it's so funny. It's like one of my favorite. Just like when you just want something to to watch, it just makes you laugh, makes you feel good. That would be my pick for watching if you just want something to binge. And then for listening, I've lately been on a huge... I'm a rock music fan. So um, I've been really on a Coheed and Cambria kick lately. Their new album, Vaxis 2, is so good. Okay. So that's my pick for music. And this is... This is um... Are these like a mainstream band or is this like an um, indie Spotify playlist? I mean, I would say they're mainstream at this point. Um, I saw them in September and the lead singer was like, oh, thank you for 20 years. And I'm like, oh, I remember buying that CD when it came out. So okay. I'm old now. Well, I'm intrigued. Now I got to listen to it. I love Coheed and Cambria, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing and uh, uh, look forward to, yeah, definitely checking out more Redwood. And uh, with that said, folks, keep spreading the jam. That's all we have time for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. This show is brought to you by Heavybit, the leading investor and developer for startups. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. 